you can't have a Shakespeare play now without the lens that we're doing it through, you know, whether it's right. the lens of a giant star that's putting butts in seats, or if it's the lens of a director who's very famous and has a very specific point of view. I mean, even if you try to just let the play be what it is and, and, you know, there's almost no concept and it's bare bones and it's performers point of view still trickles through the, the artists doing it, their personalities will still emerge. Hello and welcome to the State of Shakespeare. I'm Garrett Vandermeer. And I'm Jim Elliott. And our guest today is David Carl. David Carl is a creator of original works, many original works, including The Power of Me, and his latest work, Gary Busey's One Man Hamlet, as performed by David Carl. Gary Busey's Hamlet was recently performed at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in 2015, is currently performing at the Pitt Loft in New York City through May 14th, and will be featured as part of the Shakespeare 400 celebration at Chicago Shakespeare Theater in July. David Carl, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's wonderful to be on the program. That was a mouthful describing all of that. <laughs> yeah. The title, Gary Busey's One Man Hamlet, as performed by David Carl, is fantastic. And that's just, for whatever reason, <laughs> the one we landed on. It was the acronym is be... G-Bomb Haptic? Is that a... <laughs> G-Bomb Haptic. Love that. G-Bomb Haptic is amazing. What the uh, heck is Gary Busey's One Man Hamlet as performed by David Carl? And how did you an, come up with it? That's an amazing question. And I will tell you that it's a confluence of so many different things. It's my love for the play Hamlet since I was 15. I love playing Gary Busey, which I developed later than 15, although I always loved Gary Busey. I think the first Gary Busey movie I saw was Under Siege with my dad at the movie theater I was about 10 <laughs> and I was I remember being so fascinated by this guy because you know, in that movie you've got Steven Seagal Tommy Lee Jones and somehow Gary Busey to me stood out it's like just making the most of every scene he was in like even at the age of 10 I was like this guy is exciting you know he's just sort of playing it felt like he was playing by his own yeah he's electric and it felt like he was playing by his own rules I mean realizing wait this guy is incredible he's actually a really great actor who has lived a really wild life so I, I was always fascinated with him. Then I started playing him. And then I got cast in Point Break Live, which is this parody of, well, they, we just do the movie Point Break. I do it in New York, but it is the longest running live show in Los Angeles. But it's oh, that's the, hilarious. Yeah, it's that the longest insane. continually running show in Los Angeles. And it's amazing. But I started working on this in the very first show. Before I even came on stage, the audience was chanting, Busey, Busey, Busey. And I had, I kind of had no idea until that moment how much people love Gary Busey and that other people love them as much as I do. And I just kind of felt silly not creating my own show. Just to set the scene, here you are. You've been cast in Point Break Live as Gary yeah. Busey, and you're backstage before your first entrance, and yeah. the audience is going nuts. <laughs> For Busey, and they have no idea who I am. They don't know who I am. I'm just some guy. It's right. 100% they're excited about Busey. And I was like, I remember lying there because like my character dies and lies right. on the floor till the end of the show, and I'm just lying there like covered in stage blood. And I'm like, I'm an idiot if I don't make my own show with this character because it's so much fun to play him and of all the things that I've done right. in like whatever, 10 years performing professionally, no one's ever responded like this. 
<laughs> so I was like, all right, I have to make my own show. So The Power of Me, that was the first solo show that I created and co-wrote with Samuel Brett Williams. Uh, and is it and so that was, by Gary Busey? No, no, it wasn't. Yeah. Although <laughs> Brett always wanted to do that. And I was like, I can't collide every world. But, <laughs> but we wrote that together and it was so much fun. And Nicole, M-I-C-H-O-L-E, Nicole Biancasino was our director and she was incredible. And I had so much fun that when I was like, let me do my own Gary Busey show, I knew I wanted to work with Nicole. And then I guess another big moment was I'm I'm like, what am I going to do? What's the most unsuspecting or most obvious thing that Gary Busey could do? And I was Damn. riding on the subway and this was the summer of 2013 and Alan Cumming was doing his one man Macbeth. And I was like, that's it. <laughs> that's what he's got to do a one man Shakespeare of some kind and the first idea was Hamlet because, because I was like oh Gary Busey's super impulsive it'd be obvious for him to do Macbeth the big joke about Hamlet I guess is that he's like indecisive or whatever and I was like okay so what if we see the most impulsive actor in the world who I looked it up had never really done a professional production of Shakespeare was like gonna cut his teeth on the big prize right Hamlet and so I, I told McColl about it and she said yes absolutely Absolutely. And pretty quickly, she became not just director, but co-creator. I couldn't have half of the jokes or more without her. And, and then we did it for the first time for Peter Michael Marino's very first solo com at the pit. With I can't a- believe that nobody has ever done this before. <laughs> <laughs> Well, people have done things like it. I mean, there's a show called McHomer, which I didn't know about till I started working on it, but it's been very successful. And it's a guy who does Homer Simpson and then a bunch of the characters from The Simpsons doing Macbeth by himself. I have to ask the obvious question. Gary Busey's One Man Hamlet is performed by David Carl is making the rounds now. Has Gary Busey come to see the show? He has not come to see it. He knows that I play him in Point Break Live and I'm still alive. So I uh, assume that he's okay with my interpretation. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We haven't had direct contact yet about this show, but my interpretation is very playful, basically this like big aggressive yes of a person. It's been fun. I mean, to me, he's like bottom in midsummer. And (laughs) anyone that sees bottom in midsummer falls in love with bottom. I mean, I I don't think I've ever seen a production of midsummer where the audience didn't love the actor playing bottom. And to me, that's how I play Busey. So it's like bottom doing Hamlet. (laughs) That's kind of, I love that. If he ever does come to the show and is in the audience, maybe he could come on stage. It would actually be David Carl's Gary Busey's one man Hamlet is performed by David (laughs) Carl as performed by Gary Busey. (laughs) That would be incredible. I mean, I've, I've imagined what would happen. I want this to happen for you and the world. I want it to as well. It would just be a magical thing. I I don't know. Like, yeah. Exhumed pursued by Gary Busey (laughs) as a bear. (laughs) Uh, I've daydreamed about what that would look like many times. And I, I would love for that to happen. So segue alert. Yeah. You've chosen to perform for us today. A piece from Hamlet. Yeah. Hamlet 4-4, famously known as the How All Occasions Do Inform Against Me soliloquy. Yeah. Could you set the stage for us? What's what what's going on? Absolutely. So this is a point in the play that, first of all, this is not in my show in this form. And the purpose of that is to not spoil anything that's in the actual show. But it's definitely, I'm going to do it in the spirit that things happen in the is show. Is Gary Busey uh, doing it, or are you doing I'm, it? I'm going to have Gary Busey do it, if, if that's cool. <laughs> that's that's cool. so much more than cool. <laughs> that's desirable. Uh, all right, wonderful. This is the scene in the play where Hamlet has now been banished, spoiler alert, to England. He tried to kill Claudius. He ended up killing Polonius. 
Claudius and Gertrude send him away, and he's not quite to the boat yet, right? And so he sees Fortinbras. And Fortinbras is from Norway, and he's he's found out from this captain that Fortinbras is taking Poland, and that he's he's just doing it. He doesn't need reasons. He doesn't need motivation. He's just doing it. He's kicking and, ass and taking names. Yeah, and it's like thrown right in Hamlet, and I feel like the audience's face that here's a guy who can just do stuff, and why can't I? So that's that's kind of like what's hanging right in front of him. Yeah. So we'll we'll start from there, and then sounds with, beautiful. Uh, this is David Carl performing Hamlet, Act 4, Scene 4, as Gary Busey. How all occasions do inform against me yeah, and spur my dull revenge. Revenge, ruining everything violent elephants never get even. <laughs> what is a man if his chief good and market of his time be but to sleep and feed? Yeah, a beast, no more. Sure, he that made us with such large discourse, looking before and after, gave us not that capability and godlike reason to fust in us and use it. Now, no other way, whether it be bestial oblivion or some craven scruple of thinking too precisely on the event, a thought, thought, transforming hubris, observing, underestimating greatness, heroic transformation, a thought which quartered hath but one part wisdom and ever three parts coward. I do not know why yet I live to say these things to do, since I have cause of will and strength and means to do it. Examples gross as earth exhort me. Witness this army of such mass in charge, led by a delicate and tender prance, whose spirit, with divine ambition puffed, makes mouths at the invisible event. Exposing what is mortal and unsure to all that fortune, death, and danger dare, even for an eggshell. Rightly, to be great is not to stir without great argument, but greatly to find quarrel and straw when honor's at the stake. How stand I then that have a father killed, a mother stained, excitements of my reason and my blood, and let all sleep? While to my shame, I see the imminent death of 20,000 men that for a fantasy and trick of fame go to their graves like beds. But for a plot where on the numbers cannot try the cause, which is not tomb enough, incontinent to hide the slain. <laughs> From this time forth, my thoughts be bloody or nothing worth. <laughs> and, and, that, and that's it. <laughs> Did I hear something about elephants in there? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, those are what uh, Gary Busey calls Buseyisms in the play. I call them ha- Gary Hamletisms, <laughs> and he does several of those in the play. Because I don't know if you know this, but he does them, you know, in life, and he actually sells little paintings with. So he takes a word like I have two in my room. One is fart. It's feeling a rectal transmission. That's Gary Busey's. And so what you do if you buy one of these is it's you have the acrostic poem, which he calls a Buseyism. And then there's like a little uh, painting that goes with it. And so I have some of those in the show. And then I actually sell them for people. I would describe their spirit animal using the letters of their name. It's one of now one of my favorite 
favorite things to do. Which is like why I want to thank Gary Busey because I actually now make these paintings and enjoy doing it. To me, that's the difference between just doing an impression of somebody and then saying, all right, what's what's this about? Like what's behind this behavior? And let me look at it from a more three-dimensional aspect so that we could justify doing a whole longer show. It's been really cool to see like what surprises have come up and what I've what's become a part of my life. Like I wear Hawaiian shirts more now because <laughs> I actually find them comfortable and uh, which I really didn't do that much before. <laughs> I gotta ask I think Gary Busey is amazing at making his text his own. And now now David Carl, if you were to ever take on Hamlet as David Carl, would you feel would you feel intimidated at having to compete with Gary Busey? He's so good. You know, yes, I would. I would love to do another version of Hamlet, of course. But I know that in my head, I'd be like, oh, but there's this other really fun way to do it. <laughs> right. You would so yeah. want to slip a Gary Busey euphemism in there. Yeah, I want to do that. Euphemism. I want to goof around because it is so fun to do it, I guess for lack of a better word, irreverently. I think the big inspiration for this was years of finding everything about Shakespeare and our study of Shakespeare to be kind of silly. I mean, I love Shakespeare, I, but I also think that I think that when we apply certainty, it becomes silly. When we apply too much reverence, it becomes silly. Because the thing that I go back to, which may seem simplistic, is we don't really know how they did it. You know, and so why not just do the thing that's the most fun? And yes, use the text as your evidence as much as possible. And I mean, we can't just say all history is pointless. So, of course, yes, let's, you know, learn and study and research. I just think with a spirit of curiosity uh, as opposed to certainty. And, and if we lose that curiosity and that playfulness, then I think it stops being art. And so I thought, what happens when the biggest, most unsuspecting personality is the concept? For the show and maybe that helps us sort of laugh at the silly versions of shakespeare that they took themselves too seriously and then maybe missed some of the fun that's that's there and great art will do this for you You know it'll change you forever and i can say that this speech is changed for me forever it's uh, thank you david carley it's <laughs> either been irrevocably ruined for me or or elevated <laughs> one way or the other i'm not certain <laughs> and thank you gary Busey. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Gary Busey. I, I do want to make one observation about it, and that's that, like the the what do you call them? The Gary Busey euphemisms or Gary Busey? Uh, well, I call him, I call them Gary Hamletisms. Gary um, Hamletisms. They go away. They're in the beginning, but then as the speech goes on, they go away. And I wonder if that's purposeful or if it's if it's just the Hamletisms are randomly put in. I think it's a it's a little random and a little purposeful. I mean, I, I guess if there's a style of theater that we mix with, it's closest to absurdism. We're gonna play with a theme and we maybe won't have a natural sort of climatic build. We're actually going to hit a theme in, in maybe surprising ways rhythmically. So that's I think the reason I chose to do this speech that way. Yeah representative of the show and that it's very hard to tell what's coming next just because i like that kind of stuff and so it's i'm a big believer in do what you love to do 100 especially if you're going to do a solo show you don't want to do something that you 90 percent like 
you know, because yeah, you're you know. the only one. And if the audience has to watch you do something, you better 100% dig it or it's kind of rude. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think, you know what I mean? Because at any point I can change it and make it more exciting for myself. And if I don't, then I think that's rude. <laughs> so I have a semi-serious question about the speech itself. Okay. Oh, come uh, on. Hamlet. Yeah, no, I'm, hang on, hold on. <laughs> Shakespeare reflects on honor and he does yeah. that a lot in his plays. He does. And so is there a connection between honor and reason? Or can the insane man be honorable? And more importantly, what would Gary Busey say? <laughs> well, I think that, that that is a big question that's that we wrestle with in Hamlet. Is can an, an insane man be honorable? What happens when an honorable man starts to go insane? And I think one of the big things that we play with in our show is this whole big question, you know, is he feigning madness? When is he feigning madness? When is he not? And actors always have to decide, when am I starting to really go mad? Do I ever? Um, what does the text support? So we play with that idea a lot. Yeah. So uh, it, whether it, whether he's feigning madness or not, I think there's, yeah, there is this attempt to try and be honorable. I would say that in this production, Gary Busey <laughs> wants to figure it out. Like he's, he's not the contemplative like no. it, it, he really, I mean, he plays it like he's in Macbeth. Like he, like he's really, he's just, he wants to do this thing. It's not normal for him to question his decisions. So the, the fact that he is, I think that drives him mad. And, and in terms of honor, it's, yeah, he does want to do what he believes is, I guess, the right thing. But also in this, I think, like, he sees this as a revenge play. And I, I think his personal opinion in the play is revenge, no matter how honorable you are about it, isn't helpful and isn't good. And we need to go for love. So some of that does come through in the play. That's what Gary Busey says. Yeah. And, and, and here's where I pull that from. Is uh, ever since... 1995, when he overdosed and died the second time, he's been sober and he's been embracing almost every spiritual idea that that he can find and, and, and really, really trying to be as positive as he can actively. To me, it's almost like his atonement piece. Like if The Quiet Man is John Wayne's atonement film, um, <laughs> this is like him saying, look, you know, I, I'm drawing you in with this really wild tale of revenge. However, I have a message and it's one of love. Gary Busey sending the message of love through the body of Hamlet. Yeah. Through the body of David Carl. Impersonating yeah. Gary Busey. <laughs> it starts to get confusing. <laughs> so, David, where can we see this? If some, somebody wants to go see Gary Busey I do. playing Hamlet by David Carl, where would we go see it? So you can see it at the Pit Loft, which is at 154 West 29th Street, between 6th and 7th, above a lovely sushi restaurant. It's the original Pit, and it is every Saturday at 1030, done before midnight. So it's a, it's a short Hamlet through May 14th. And then if you're in Chicago, we will be at the Chicago Shakespeare Theater at the Navy Pier from July 12th through July 17th. This will be our first Shakespeare Theater that we're doing this at, and I'm pretty excited about that. David Carl and Gary Busey, thank you for being on our show. Thank you very much. I'm Garrett Vandermeer. And I'm Jim Elliott. And thank you for listening. Thanks for joining us for the State of Shakespeare podcast. We invite you to visit stateofshakespeare.com for more episodes, information about each of our guests, and the Shakespeare text you heard on the program, and much more. And we welcome you to join the discussion by liking us on Facebook. That's www.stateofshakespeare.com. Thanks for listening.